Hello, and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? What's up, buddy? Do I, I don't know. Do I have Adam? Is this Adam or is this Pauly Shore? I'm not sure. You'll you'll never know. I, I don't even, I can't even tell some days. I look in the mirror and go, whoa, who am I? I was really hoping you were going to do Wee's the juice or whatever he says, but uh, there was plenty of that, time for that later in the podcast, which you just spoiled. But thanks. <laughs> I mean, problem. let's let's um, let's be real about Polly Shore. Very quotable, even you know, twenty five years later. For sure, um, I he he is a uh, he's uh, he's an American icon, American uh, treasure. I should have said. Uh, so that's a. Yeah, maybe in like the B list of treasures, but sure. <laughs> um, well, for those who are listening, we are not doing Nano Two One Zero today. That show will will forever be lost in our minds. Not forever. Because we'll go back to it someday. Me and Adam recorded an hour and a half long episode, and it didn't. Safe upload. to say, it was our best episode. Safe to say, it was our best episode ever. Yeah. Easily our best episode. We 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 divulged a lot of information about ourselves. You could have learned a lot about us. Um, I gave my know. social security number. I gave yep. my mother's maiden name. Uh, we both yep. we cried. We laughed. Um, you know, yep. we 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 wept. I mean, I told some personal stories about my past. You know that. But yeah, you know. really, really dark shit. By the way. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, probably better you so. didn't post some of those things. I, th I think you could still be indicted on a couple of those counts. Um, but for so, those of you, uh, who, those of you loyal, faithful, super 90s brothers listening, we love you guys. Um, and we say that from the bottom of our dank, dank souls. We do love you guys. Thank you so much for following the show. Uh, tell your friends, post the episode. Um, our social media tags, you can, first of all, you can email us at super 90s brothers at super 90s brothers, all spelled out at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Super 90s Bros and on Twitter at, at Bropo Mode and at Adam Pitzler. We'd love to hear from you guys about episodes you like, episodes you thought sucked, um, things you would like us to do in future episodes, or just uh, say hi, because um, we're, we're all about meeting new people too. So, and uh, number one thing you can do if you are a fan, we would love it if you got on our iTunes and gave us one of those five star reviews. I know it's getting shameless at this point, but uh, we keep asking because we still haven't hit our goal. And you guys can help make that happen. It's seriously like a two-minute task, guys. And we'd love it if you did that. Five-star review on iTunes. Leave us a little note. If you want, you don't have to. You could just post the star rating. And uh, that would mean a lot to us. Yeah. So, uh, well, Adam already kind of teased, you know, the episode. He, you know, gave one of those good Polly Shore lines. We are not doing Biodome, unfortunately. Um, we aren't doing uh, – is it in the Army now? That's another one of Parley's show's greats. Uh, well, what show yeah, are we doing that... today? What, what show are we doing now? Today, we are doing Polly Shore's best work, I think, and undoubtedly. Um, and that's Son-in-Law, the 1993 Thanksgiving hit. Whoa! Oh! Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh. So... And I do. I mean, I mean that. I say most things in jest, but I mean that I think Son-in-Law is probably his best work. What do you think? Um, I would have to disagree. <laughs> I love Biodome. Uh, Biodome is like one. Oh, of my... you are joking right now. 
Biodome? Biodome is um, awful. It's got one of the idiot Baldwin brothers in it. It's like two stoner idiots being fools the entire time. In like Son-in-Law has like a real plot. It has real like morals. It had some good actors and actresses in it. Fucking Biodome. It's like him and Danny Baldwin acting like fools the entire time. Um, isn't it Billy Stephen Baldwin? Baldwin. Um, no, Stephen, Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. The one blonde the Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> uh, one of the lesser Baldwins. Um. I maybe bio, I think Biodome came out later is like one of his later Paulie Shore movies, like before he stopped making movies altogether. Um, and uh, I don't know. I saw that one in the theaters and I just thought it was great. Uh, I'd like Son-in-Law. It's one of Abby's favorite movies. My wife. Um, well, Abby and so, I, are, I mean, Frank, let's be real. Abby and I maybe see more eye to eye than me and you even these days. Um, it's also, it came out in 1994, um, so... 93, 93. 93, um, and you might have watched it because you had an older sister who probably made you watch it as well, and I didn't have any older siblings to make me watch this movie, so it wasn't really, like, on my radar when I was a kid. You couldn't be more right. I was introduced to Encino Man and Son-in-Law by my older sister. Hmm. Encino Man, that's like, yeah, where Pauly Shore got his... Like real start, right? Or like that was like that. That was the beginning of of part. That was of like his shows. first success. That was like his first successful movie where he had a big role in it. Right. Was Encino Before Man. Started, Encino Man's good. Encino Man's good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, really good actors. Sean Austin. Uh, you know, not good actors, but like fun actors and uh, good enough. Of course, uh, good enough. Whatever his name is, the guy who was Brendan you know, Fraser. Brent, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser Brendan Fraser. Um, thank you. There's some interesting stories about there out there on about Brendan Fraser. If you uh, want to search the intro web, but uh, my understanding is he had a pretty bad back injury and it kind of derailed his whole life. And there was some like I follow like some '90s pages on Facebook, and there was just an article on him today, and it was it was kind of cruel. It was like. Whatever happens to me in my future, please don't let me age like Brendan Fraser. And it showed like a picture of him from Encino Man or a picture of him now. And oh my goodness, he does not look good. He looks like the he looks like the older dad in um uh the house on Haunted Haunted Hill, which is a, a really popular Netflix show right now. He looks like that guy. I uh, I have not watched that yet, um, but probably I, a little too mature for, for the it. twins. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, they're on. Uh... They're well. They're you know they're pretty mature for their age. They're they're getting into Star Wars right now, so they really like that. Um, but uh, all right, so they're not perfect. So they're not perfect. I mean, they do like Rugrats, so that's cool. That's true. So I, yeah, I so, can't. I can't. I can't have <laughs> your kids be Star Wars nerds. By the way, it's okay that they like it and watch it, but they can't be these like Star Wars. Like they can't dress up like Yoda and shit. Like I, I don't. Support oh man, it. I I don't know. I mean, every night I get home. And this is like a, a problem for all like young like kids is that they want to watch stuff over and over and over and over again. And um, and currently, all Link wants to watch when we get home is The Force Awakens every day. Which um, one is that? Is that the newest the one? Fir- the, the first of the newest of the newest trilogy. Um, oh, okay. That one was better than the. Remote. I hated the most recent one. It, a quick aside: I thought the most recent one was so bad. I, I just, oh my god, I don't even get in. We'll talk about Star Wars another time. <laughs> when we, yeah, when we do Phantom Menace, the only 90 Star Wars movie that we could do. Um, oh, that we should do that. 
That's actually a really um, good idea. We should do that. For sure. Um, so, yeah, back to son-in-law. Polly Shore. Um, Carla Guagino, I think is... Gugino. Gugino. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, she was in... Um, she was in The Watchmen, and she, you know what? She was actually also in The House on Haunting, Haunted Hill, or The Haunting of Hill House. I confused okay. the two. But she was actually the mom, the younger mom in, the, in that. Well, the only mom, actually, because, well, I won't tell you, but. Um, okay. So, yeah, she, she's a pretty good actress. She's, I think she's aged very well. She's very, very pretty. Um, and, and, like, a really good actress, too. Good wide range she's of emotion. One, she's one of those actresses that's been around forever and she's in everything she's like the she's like the the female version of like um you know philip seymour hoffman if philip seymour hoffman was still alive um and uh or maybe maybe not maybe like william h macy like he she it's just like she's always around she's always in movies and stuff like that so yeah um, she uh and she's 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 been a lot of stuff yeah, she's made quite a career from herself. From I mean, and I in in looking at her IMDb, like son-in-law was like the very was pretty much the beginning of it. She'd been in you know a lot of some other things like little series here, like little one-offs and TV shows and stuff like that. But son-in-law was like it seemed like it would was her big break. Um, so set it up for us, Adam. What what is what's the what's the plot of son-in-law? Like what is what, yes. what was this movie all about? Yes, we learned on the Hocus Pocus podcast. Brennan can't do synopses. <laughs> I love that bit. By the way, I, I played that bit for Jill, and she was just dying on the floor. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's great. So the synop- the synopsis of Son in Law is there's a country girl. Um, I don't remember what state. I want to say like Kentucky or oh Iowa or some some farm bred state. And Carlo Gugino again. I think that's the pronunciation. She is a country girl and she decides she's graduating high school and she's got like a boyfriend who's like kind of a douche. She's like a typical football player guy with a letterman jacket on. And she decides she wants to leave like, like many high schoolers, uh, like many seniors say, I don't want to go to college around here. I need to go do something away from here. I need to go find myself. You know, one of those stories. So she decides to go to, <coughs> I think she goes to USC. Um, but it's definitely in Southern California. I, I, I'm not, I can't be positive it was USC, but she goes to some college in Southern California and she like doesn't fit in. She's still a country girl and everyone in LA or the greater LA area is, you know, flipping weird. If you've ever been to LA, it's a weird place. Every, but it's also cool because everyone can be themselves. And then she doesn't have any friends and she's not fitting in or assimilating. And the, the RA, like, which is like the, um, the guy that manages the floor, he's like a student. He's like a postgraduate student that manages the floor and the tenants on the floor. The RA is Polly Shore, and he sort of discovers her and befriends her and tries to show her, you know, the other side of L.A., not just, you know, the part where she doesn't fit in, but all of the that it has to, to offer. And, and as someone who's moved from a relatively small town to the Bay Area, this is a very real experience when you get out of, you know, a smaller town, a small, smaller town ideals, and you move to a big city where there's there's every kind of idea and philosophy and culture and religion coming at you left and right, and they all just sort of mingle together in like a be whoever you want kind of way, and and that's a that's a really cool thing about big cities that I I personally can attest to. And so she 
you know, gets, she gets led into this, this new lifestyle by Polly Shore. And his name is Crawl, by the way. It's his nickname, I think, but his name is Crawl. And he's been in college forever and he's gotten all these degrees and he's sort of a, like a lifetime student, but he's just a, like a fun loving guy. And he and her become best friends and they do all this crazy shit together. And then Thanksgiving comes around and everyone's going off to see their families for th the Thanksgiving break. And, um, the main character, girl, Carla, whatever, what's her first name in the movie? I'm sorry. Um, Re Rebe uh, Rebecca. Oh, yeah, Becca. So Becca, Becca decides Becca, to yeah. take, Becca decides to take Crawl with her home for the Thanksgiving holiday, just to be nice, you know, because he was going to be alone. And so, you know, he jumps to the opportunity. He flies to like Kansas or wherever the hell they live. And, um, she shows up and everyone thinks she's bringing home like a girlfriend, but it happens to be him. And that kind of throws her family for a loop, mostly because he's like out there, right? He's got his crazy hair. He's wearing like short cutoff shorts all the time. He says and talks about the craziest things that does not fit in with the very, you know, sort of a staunchy right wing, you know, by the book approach of these, these farmers lifestyle that her family's living. And then, you know, you think that that's going to be the story, but it's not. What ha ends up happening is Rebecca goes to some big, like public dinner and her boyfriend from high school proposes to her and she sort of panics and kicks crawl under the table and he panics. And then he stands up and says something like, well, Travis is too late because I've already proposed to Rebecca and she said yes. So there's that. And so everyone's like kind of like, whoa, she's marrying that weirdo guy. And then they have to <clears throat> they have to keep up this lie for the whole movie. And it's a cool story because it's one of the stories where you've got two people um, and they're opposites and they fuel each other's you know weaknesses and strengths. And it's also a fish out of water story because Crawl, who's this crazy L.A. guy, is now in you know, Kansas or wherever and having to assimilate to farm life. And that's probably the funnest stuff is watching crawl, try and fit in. And he's got like this heart of gold crawl. He's always trying to help everyone in the family, you know, see their full potential and not be so boxed in by, you know, tradition or whatever. So he like helps the mom, like find a new wardrobe and he helps the son, you know, get porno magazines and helps the dad understand his son. And most importantly, he helps Rebecca uh, through this really difficult time where everyone's everyone thinks that she's engaged to him. And so they've got to keep up this lie throughout the movie and hilarity ensues. And um, in the end, obviously, you know, they don't crawl doesn't out her. He doesn't say she made me lie or anything. He does the classy thing. And he says, Rebecca and I have talked about it. and We've decided we're just gonna be friends right now. And then everyone's very supportive of that idea. But more importantly, everyone like learned life lessons from crawl and his like LA ideology to factor into their own lives and crawl learn some good old family cooking values from their farm life to factor into his. And yeah, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Yeah. But you love to, I mean, I mean, if you're going to spoil the plot at the end, like the, what really happens in the end is like the, the boyfriend, the old boyfriend, Mike is a total, he's a total douchebag for one. And he like has like, like he like cheats on Becca with like Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Okay, so the boyfriend like slipped Tiffany Amber Thiessen a date rape drug, drug, and um, <laughs> and then he like planted her in like the barn with crawl, and they removed some of her clothes and made it seem like they did the deed. Um, but then Tiffany Amber Thiessen and crawl like don't remember doing it, and everyone's upset at them. They're like, "What's going on?" And they 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 figure out that the du that the douchebag boyfriend Travis and this fat like ranch hand named Theo like made the whole thing up. They like staged the whole thing. 
And uh, that all gets uncovered, and, you know, Theo gets fired, and Travis is revealed to be a douche to everyone, even though everyone kind of already knew that. And, um, yeah, that's it. But I, I don't think that the boyfriend angle is, like, a big storyline, personally, because I, I kind of feel like she was never going to be with him. He wanted her to be, but she was never even really considering it. So, anyway, that's my take, anyway. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I th- the the movie itself, though, was it, it basically it's just like a it, it was like a fish out of water tale, right? Like that was basically what they did with Polly Shore, and it was just like he, they put him in all these like scenarios, like in this like this country. I mean, I think that, and I think it is pretty generic. I think it's like it could be like Kansas or Missouri or wherever middle middle America in the country, and cornfield cornfields that's ne- all i really remember nebraska um it may have been and yeah. uh and and it basically just sets up them you know for them to make probably probably sure do all these you know stupid things and uh and yeah well the, be- the and, best uh, stuff is is him trying to be a farmhand like he uh he he does like this giant tractor thing this really cool like uh corn corn husk husker and he drives through this giant cornfield and he like spells his name with it in cursive somehow, which never makes sense. And, um, and then he like, <laughs> he like goes fly fishing <clears throat> with, uh, the dad and the grandpa and the son. And he feeds the pigs and he gets all, you know, covered in, you know, pig shit. And that stuff was all pretty good. I mean, he, that, that was honestly kind of the best part of the movie was, was watching him fail at the farming stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, and the movie itself had a bunch of like, you know, really, they had, I mean, they had Lane Smith in it who played the dad who Lane Smith is, was very much like a character actor in the nineties. He played in like multiple, um, uh, you know, he was, he was in Mighty Ducks. He, he was in my, my cousin, my cousin, ugh, my cousin Vinny, um, was another oh, one. Oh yeah. That he yeah. Was, he was in, um, so he and he, he was in a lot of different you know you know movies in the 90s but um and then like the 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 kid from uh Sandlot was in it um he was the Pam. brother uh the Pam, uh, Porter. Pam Pam Porter yeah he was in it and he he was pretty good in the movie uh he was really funny and uh yeah there was a bunch of good you know and then like i said Tiffany Amber Thiessen was in it um everyone loved everyone loved her from the 90s i wonder if there was ever a chance that she was going to be the lead in this movie. And like, but they gave it to like, and she just didn't like work well for that character. Cause I feel like Tiffany Amber Thiessen in like early nineties was like really famous for her to be playing like a bit part in like this movie seems, seems kind of off. Uh, I, you I know, know that... um, she, she's certainly very, very attractive, but good actress. She ain't. So I, I don't I don't put any credence to that theory. I think Carla Gugino is a much better actress. And in the end, I like to believe that acting wins out. We know that's not always the case, but maybe it was the case this time. <clears throat> For sure. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you know, of course, uh, Polly Shore, uh, he's just. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to what do you, what, what else do you want to say? What, like, what was your favorite? What's your favorite scene from the movie? Adam? like What's your favorite Polly Shore scene? Um, well, there's this really funny like hoedown that they go to. Um, uh, there's like a you know what a hoedown is? It's like a bunch of like country bumpkins get into a barn and they like line dance and square dance and clap and stomp their foot. 
And there's like a collar guy at the beginning saying like, swing your lady round and round, spin her up and toss her down, stuff like that. And Polly Shore comes in and he, um, maybe you can find the audio clip for this and we can add it in, but he comes in and he's got like a really funny like chant and he gets all the farm, the country people doing the funky chicken and like, he gets like these old people like grinding on each other and stuff. Uh, some, he kept referring to like, uh, shake your buff or rub your buff. And he's got these old people like rubbing their butts together. It's kind of, it's pretty funny. And it's, it's very much the theme of the movie. It's him showing these country people how to have fun. Right. Um, yeah, that's your was, favorite. I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, I was going to say it was probably that, uh, that's, I mean, that is one of my, I don't remember anything like I, this is my problem with every movie. It's like, I don't really, you know, re, I don't remember like bits and pieces, especially this movie. Like I've probably seen it, like I've probably seen it three or four times in my life. Um, I really like the scenes early on when like they have to go through the, like when she's going through the makeover process. And like, I always thought that was like interesting. Like, Oh yeah. Her going- yeah. The- There's a great part where crawl takes her to like mud wrestling and um, she pays to have crawl get in there and mud wrestle and he thinks it's gonna be a really good time and they go and crawls opponent thumper and it's this, like really huge mean woman <laughs> and she starts like body slamming him in the mud and like laying on top of him and he's like screaming like bloody murder trying to escape <laughs> that part's really good too um and uh, i just determined i they, they were they were in north dakota just laying out okay. So, okay so if that is that wants to help you? So it wasn't it wasn't deep. It wasn't south. It was north. Uh, so which, but yeah, I mean the movie was just it's it's a Pauly Shore movie, and like I said, like it was like what created this. I mean, like Pauly Shore had been in, you know, you know, like I said, Encino Man, and then this this movie this kind of like, this movie was the reason why we were handed so much more Pauly Shore movies in the nineties. Like this is why Biodome probably happened. Like why um in the army now happened. Why like jury duty happened. And like that's literally like going through his like that's that's like all he like all he did. Like that was Should we like, should we he's... rank them? Let's rank the Polish Shore <laughs> movies. Okay. Go ahead. You go first. Um, oh oh me go first. Like Polly Shore movies where he's Polly Shore and like that's just like there's there's only four of them. Um, I wouldn't gonna go. I'm gonna go Biodome. Okay, let's start from four. Okay, so starting from four in the army now. Oh no, jury duty in the army now. Son-in-law Biodome for me. You didn't say Encino Man. Oh, and then Encino Man. Like okay, you're right. So Encino Man comes after. Like is between son-in-law and no one. No one remembers them. your list at this point. You need to restate the list. We weren't keeping notes. <laughs> restate the list and go one to five. It basically, I mean, it goes jury duty five, um, four in the army now, three in Sino man, two son-in-law, and then. One biodome. Okay, you're wrong on like every one. 
Uh, except maybe jury duty. You may be right. No, no, no. Okay, the real list, the actual list for those who care about lists, the real list is number five is Biodome. It's awful. Only idiots like that movie. I can't believe you like that movie. Five is Biodome is unwatchable. I bet. I bet you, if we looked up the Rotten Tomato score, that would be the worst one. Bi Biodome is five. Number four is Jury Duty, which had a few funny moments, but overall, really, really weird plot, and that had that really ugly dog in it, Peanut, and uh, had Tia Carrera, which was my first uh, a Asian crush um, in Wayne's World, and I, I ended up marrying a half Asian woman, so she had a, a big impact on me, and. Um, <laughs> Number three, number three in the army now actually had some really good parts. Also had some really dumb parts. I thought Lori Petty was really annoying in that movie, but like Andy Dick, Pauly Shore and David Allen Greer are all really funny in that movie. Number two, Encino Man. Um, that's a really kind of a wholesome movie. I would say it's the most wholesome of all of his movies. And then number one, Son-in-Law. So, oh, oh, tied for number one but it doesn't really count, is he was the voice of a bit character in a Goofy movie, which is an incredibly underrated Disney movie. No one ever talks about a Goofy movie. It may be the best damn one. There, I said it. You're you're probably right. Um, I'm, yeah, it's weird looking at his... It's so weird looking at his... Like, his movie... Like, his the movies that he was in. He, like, he literally was in four five movies. Or, like... And then that was it. Like, and then he was just done. Like, yeah. Like, well, he, I don't, he had a, but he was the same character in Son-in-Law, Encino Man, Biodome, In the Army Now, Jury Duty, and a Goofy movie. He was the exact same character. That is not an actor. That's a shtick. And shticks don't no. last forever. And this lasted, what, three, four years? Which is pretty good for a shtick. Yeah, but it's so weird considering how famous Polly Shore is and how much he, like, how much you think about like the nineties and you think, Oh, Pauly Shore. Like, it's just like, I mean, you, I mean, he's not like a humongous. Well, he was, well, he was Are also you... on MTV all the time, like all the time. I remember watching this documentary about, about him and it was all these famous actors and rappers and singers talking about like one of the people they know that gets the most ass of anyone is Pauly Shore and they couldn't figure it out. And there was just all these clips of him at, like, parties and, like, just women just, like, throwing themselves on, like, beautiful women. Like, two, three at a time, you know, like, like, uh, spring break babe women. They just loved this guy. And all these guys were just laughing. They're like, I can't explain why women like him. He's so weird. <laughs> um, and then I also know, happen to know a few things about Pauly Shore. His parents, like, owned the comedy club or his parents owned some famous comedy club. And that's how he got into comedy is they were putting him on stage. And that's how he met like Sam Kinison, who mentored him and how he got into comedy. And they created the character of the weasel, which was like a comedic shtick he was doing. And now, um, nowadays, I, I saw another thing on him recently. It was like one of those, uh, real true Hollywood stories or something. And now he like travels around the country to do smaller comedy shows. And then he goes back to take care of his mother when he's not working, who, has, who, who unfortunately is suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. And so it was actually kind of a, a sweet story about a man that had incredible ups and downs. But in the end, he's just like everyone else. He's working for a living and he's having to take care of his, his ailing mother. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't have anything against Pauly Shore. There's a bunch of people that hate on Pauly Shore. I don't get it, personally. I, I mean, I know he was kind of this weird 90s character, but he's certainly not a bad person. I, I don't get where the hate comes in. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't hate him. I, I think I think he's, you know, he is like a, he's a '90s American treasure, is, is what I should say. Um, and you're, and yeah, you're well, right. His mom, his mom owned um, the comedy store, uh, you know, then which is like yeah. one of the is a is the biggest com is the biggest comedy place and bar uh, for stand ups in in LA. So, um, but yeah. Um, and but and the comedy store is actually a fr- like is like a franchise like it's in in all the it's in a ton of other places right like comedy um, stores like I don't, in, I don't know is that in, it's in Vegas it's in it's in they have like other places and like anyways you say he does smaller comedy shows um in well he's no longer a headline new... he's no longer a headliner right yeah so so re- recently our the, the town that we I live in uh, Spokane we recently got a comedy uh like, like a comedy a real comedy bar um and uh and he came through and did a stand-up show i didn't go to my my friend um and co-worker he's a humongous fan of biodome he watches it every he watches it every year on uh earth day and um and so and he went and saw Paul shore here in spokane and he said it was he said it he didn't i don't know if he said it was awful but he said that he does the weasel. That's all he does. Like, like you, you'd think that, uh, you'd think that he would like it would be a little bit more, it'd be a little different now. Like it, that we're in like two thousand like seventeen or eighteen when he's when he came here and it, it he's still just doing the same shtick. So, just in, okay. If you're, if you're ever <laughs> if you're ever wondering. <laughs> well, well, that was that was always his comedic shtick. So, listen, I've looked up Pauly Shore Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to give you the Rotten Tomatoes rankings. They're oh, not gosh. good. They're not good. Okay, we're going to count to six. Okay, so in number six is Jury Duty at a whopping zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Num- number five, Biodome, which is four percent because it's absolutely the worst. Uh, number three is in the army now, which is only six percent. Number uh three is Encino Man at fifteen percent. Number two is Son in Law at twenty one percent, and number one, like I said, a goofy movie <laughs> at forty four percent. So critics, needless to say, not a big Polly Shore fan. <laughs> what was what? So what was it? What, sorry, what was the goofy movies uh score? Only only forty four, which is some bullshit. I've never met anybody who didn't like a goofy movie. That movie's hilarious. The part where they go to the possum place. Oh my god, we could do a we could do an episode on a goofy movie. I you know I, we could. I I recent I recently purchased that movie because it was on sale on like iTunes, so my so my twins could watch it. And uh, yeah, and, but they would disagree with you because they won't. They've never asked to rewatch this movie. Well, when they make their own podcast one day, they can think whatever they want to think. But but, but until now, they're going to listen to me, <laughs> two two um, two year olds. So I mean, we've kind of went through all the polished our movies that there is. Um, I mean, is it worth even going back and doing any doing another polished our movie? No, I mean, are they're just not good. Um, Encino Man, I could probably do a goofy movie I would do, but that's not really a Pauly Shore movie, so I would say no. We can find better movies than this for our listeners. <laughs> it should be noted, we were trying to do this show last week during Thanksgiving, and it was supposed to go with the whole theme of, like, you know, Thanksgiving and, um, and 
and so that's why we chose to do son-in-law it's still pretty it's still pretty appropriate because i mean it's a good fall movie um it's very very 90s also we we should have we had we i mean if you were gonna if you and i were at like the drawing board of we want to make a 90s podcast Somebody should have said, we need to do at least one Polly Shore movie in that initial meeting. And there we have. We've checked it off the box. For sure. Um, I don't remember, like, of the other Polly Shore movies, besides besides Biodome, we won't, we won't really get into it. I mean, I don't really, really remember them that well. Um, I won't consider it. Well, I'm not considering Goofy movie a Polly Shore movie. Um, Fair enough. And, <laughs> and I've only seen Encino Man, like, you know twice three times maybe um and and so yeah they're just it's just one of those things that like you think about like it's just like kind of a weird like i mean that's kind of what the 90s were we're just like 90s movies like if you you know you have the blockbusters and you have the like the the good 90s movies you have the blockbusters and, and then you also have like you know the classics of like the 90s like a lot of spielberg movies but other than that, like, there's a bunch of bad comedy movies in the 90s. And, like, and they all, like, kind of had, like, these, like, there was a lot of shtick movies like this that were, like, out there. Like, and, and Pauly Shore was just a piece of that. Like, so. Yeah, he uh, he's very 90s. He, uh, he capitalized on a, a momentous wind of, weirdness um that i think ended around the mid 90s i think that's probably fair to say by 1997 that stuff really wasn't popular at all um but the shit in the late 80s and the first part of the 90s it totally was so he he fits right into that whole like you know era did you have you ever seen Polly shore's dead no i he's already dead to me i don't need to see that i know what it's about <laughs> <laughs> Fair, no, have you fair, seen fair it? Enough. No, I haven't. I just, I, I just it, it, com- it comes up in his like, you know, one of his top movies, and he's no- like one of the ones that he's known for, and uh, and I never had seen it, but it came out in like two thousand three, so it's like a really old movie now. So- <laughs> no, um, I, so he's really dead now. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I think I think you have anything else you want to say about son-in-law, Polly Shore, or or our themes today? Our themes today, uh, not really. I mean, it was. I think I mean, we're good. The, it's good. the movie was the movie was fine. It's a fun. It's a fun '90s movie. Like it, and there's not many Thanksgiving movies. Or I guess I don't know if that's true. There's not a lot no, of Thanksgiving no, movies. It's true. It's Are very there, true. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I, a very tr- I think, true statement. I think someone was like going through like all like. I, there was someone that was going through all like these Thanksgiving movies the other day on like. Uh, it was like a radio. It was a podcast or something like that. I was listening to and listening to all these Thanksgiving movies. And like, can you think of any other like Thanksgiving movies that are out there? Well, my, we, yeah, we... my 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 favorite um, is not a '90s movie. I'm not sure if you're asking me that, but my favorite Thanksgiving movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987. John Candy, Steve Martin. That movie's really really funny. Um, and uh, it was one of those weird 80s comedies that also had sort of a a good message. You know, a lot of them were just wacky, but not this one. I mean, this one was wacky, but it also had, like, John Candy's, like, plays really kind of like a heartwarming character in this movie. This really, this this really fun-loving guy who, who's, 
who's just really, really lonely. And um, him and Steve Martin get trapped together on this crazy adventure to get home to Steve Martin's Thanksgiving dinner. And that's sort of the point of the movie. There's, I mean, there's a couple others that I just don't think they're very Thanksgiving-y. Um, um, so I, I don't. I would say Plane Chains Automobiles and Son-in-Law are probably my two favorite Thanksgiving movies um, that I think qualify as Thanksgiving movies. Do you have any? Uh, I mean, going through the, like, the the list I'm thinking of the one that what someone was go, talking about was his favorite fall movies because um, there's not a lot you know like you said there's not a lot of Thanksgiving uh, movies themselves like movies that take place he, like uh, one of the one of them that's on the list was um, Rocky because like Rocky goes on a date with Adrian during like on Thanksgiving um, so that's, if you want to that consider... does not count that's stupid that's a stupid <laughs> yeah, way. So... that's a stupid way to consider a Thanksgiving movie. It wasn't Thanksgiving. It was fall movies. Um, Fine. It's a stupid thing to consider it a fall movie. Rocky is not a fall movie. It's a boxing movie. It's a sports movie. It's a it's a redemption movie. It's a it's a down on your luck, work really hard to get what you want in life movie. It, no one would ever say, "Oh, you want to watch a good fall movie? How about Rocky?" No one would ever say that in the history of like talking. Uh, apparently, the Big Chill is a Thanksgiving movie because it. It's a movie that center around a think a Thanksgiving with friends, um, and I know that Big Chill comes up a lot in the, you know, as a um, movie that people watch. What, I don't, but I've never you, I've never actually seen it. I haven't either. When you Google Thanksgiving movies, Adam's Family Values pops up because there's some there's a lot of Thanksgiving themes when the kids are at camp, but the rest of the movie isn't Thanksgivingy at all. So I I don't feel like that counts either. But if you want to put Adam's Family Values in there. Shit, that's one I love and I'll watch and we would podcast over. Like, I think that's just a great underrated movie. I think I've said that before on our show. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I think we just did the, you know, quintessential Thanksgiving movie. So next year we will not be doing a Thanksgiving movie because we've already done it. No, we'll um, do Rocky out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, you know, Christmas is around the corner and there's plenty there's plenty of movies to do for christmas so uh we'll we'll definitely be having you know we'll be doing some type of christmas show coming up in the next in the next few weeks yeah we can work that out um anyway that brings up a good point if you have a christmas movie that you'd like us to do email us at super 90s brothers all spelled out at gmail.com and give us your recommendations uh for sure. Um, yeah. we'd love to, we'd love to get some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so anyway, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all of our awesome fans. Uh, remember to give us those five star reviews on iTunes. Um, Brennan just said, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at bro mode at Adam Pitzler. Um, we haven't decided on our next show yet. And besides the last few times when we've plugged the next show, it hasn't come true. So fuck it. We don't know what show we're doing next and you guys will be okay. Anyway, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another uh, feather-ruffling edition of Super 90s Brothers, son-in-law style. Have anything else to say, bud? Peace. All right, guys. Have a good post-Thanksgiving and uh, a good December. We'll see you all next time.